When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So the Bills beat the Saints last night, clocked them actually, 31 to 6, and immediately it's, ooh, Buffalo's back. They're the class of the AFC. There is no class of the AFC. It does not exist. And I'm here to ask, ask, if that doesn't necessarily mean we shouldn't change our outlook here for the local club. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning and a happy belated Thanksgiving to everyone. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It'll be Steelers versus Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium this weekend. I'll be heading out to Cincinnati tomorrow to cover that. And it's it's going to be just like all the rest of these games. You know, can you imagine being someone who regularly bets on these things? Like, I'm not a sports gambling guy, never have been. But if I was, and I know this would require some discipline, I'd just shut it down for the year. No one has any idea what's going to happen in any game. No one has any idea, for that matter, how all of this is going to end up. Because if there is one team, let alone two, three, four, five, that are going to take some kind of stride and pull away from this pack, I don't see any signs of it. Like, none. The Titans are currently at the top at 8-3. and three. The Titans, who got slaughtered in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? The Ravens are next at 7-3. and three. You've seen the Ravens. I don't have to say something derogatory about them because they're the Steelers' arch rival or whatever. Just watch them. Three other seven-win teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. Out of that group, you're kind of inclined to believe in the Chiefs more than anybody just because they've done it and because they've got Patrick Mahomes. But again, watch them. Watch him. Look at what's happened to them. Six-win teams are everywhere. One, two, three, four, five of them. Bengals, Chargers, Colts, 
Browns and now the Raiders with that overtime win last night in Arlington. They actually look pretty good at times. Derek Carr did anyway. And then there's the Steelers just kind of hovering in there now because of that tie. They're 5-4-1. and one. But there's nothing in this pack that makes you think, oh, no, this is just a lost cause. This team or that team is going to sew up the top seed or one of the top two seeds. And there's not a surprise to be had in this group. Again, I'll say it omitting the Chiefs because of what they've done. Where if they fell out of the picture right now, you would say, oh, wow, can't believe that happened. And as a result, between that and the expanded playoff field this year, this is, this is there. This is very much there for the Steelers to take. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format works best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Know this much. The Steelers will profess to not being interested in this sort of thing. And to an extent, it's true. If you think about their position, especially coming off the tie with the Lions and then the excruciating late loss out in L.A. to the Chargers, they're not in a position to be, you know, sizing up the field and scoreboard watching or whatever. They have nothing to do this week other than to prepare to beat the Bengals, who, of course, beat them already once this season at Heinz Field and kind of handily. So when Ben Roethlisberger was asked this week uh, if there's something to be said for the caliber of the AFC in general, this was his very just response. If you're looking globally, we try not to look too globally. I mean, you can look at kind of what's going on in your division, but globally in the AFC, it is pretty kind of it's kind of crazy right now. And so, um, it, it is. It's always been about when you get hot and when you turn it on. And you can sit there and say, okay, you guys, you know, I think we won four or five in a row, and then um, we lost it, lost a game. But just because you lose doesn't mean you're still not trending in the right direction. I still think this team is trending in the right direction. And that's fine. Again, that's the right way to go here. The Steelers have, as everybody's been repeating again and again and again for weeks now, the toughest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. They have both of their games left with the Ravens. They're in for a week-to-week-to-week battle. They definitely don't need to be looking uh, across at the neighbor's lawn and thinking that they can do better just because the neighbor hasn't done anything with the lawn and there's dandelions and weeds and mushrooms and whatever else growing. They, they don't have time for that. They, they got to take care of business and they got to do it week to week to week. But, but where we're concerned 
me and you, it's a little bit different. Because it's so easy to watch not just the Steelers, but all of these teams. And this was what I was reminding myself of yesterday, post-Turkey, watching some of these turkeys on TV and thinking to myself, it's this, it's the whole conference, you know? Like, I, I saw some things in some of these games where I, I said, okay, there's something the Steelers definitely can't do. Uh, Dak Prescott was dropping dimes left and right last night. I, I thought he was outstanding. Derek Carr, I've already mentioned, uh, I thought he was wonderful. There was good stuff to be had. Josh Allen with four touchdowns for Buffalo, and, and he, four touchdown passes, I should say. And you think, all right, well, maybe the Steelers aren't in a class with these teams. But then you have to look at the body of work, not just in Pittsburgh, but for all of these teams. And you see these massive inconsistencies. And it's not always just about effort or focus or they lapsed. or You can assign that to maybe one game. You know, everybody has a stinker, even the very best teams. The Steelers teams from the 1970s would lay the occasional egg. But when it happens again and again and again and it's recurring uh, in a persistent way, you're not as inclined to give that benefit of the doubt. I don't think much of this conference. I don't think as much of the AFC North division as a lot of people do. The part where I'm conflicted is how I feel about its relevance to the Steelers. Look, we've seen over the years, again, not just in Pittsburgh, the teams that do well in the playoffs, not just the ones who make it, who just kind of scrape their way in, they'll snowball. They'll do the, uh, at the risk of touching a nerve here, unleash hell in December, okay? They'll do all that stuff. And it feels good when they do it. They, you know, they get everybody revved up and believing, and they're talking about how this is the year and everything else, and well, what happens when the entire field scrapes its way into the playoffs? What happens when nobody, not one team, let alone two, three, four, surge into the playoffs? What if it's just this muddle of mediocrity that just kind of oozes its way through the sewer into the playoffs? Do you still feel good? good in any way about the Steelers' chances of, you know, oozing better than the rest. That's that's where this dialogue has to go, but none of it matters if they don't win. Sunday in Cincinnati, you got to take care of business. When we come back, just one question. just one question and that's brought to you 
always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. And this law firm has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at lgkg.com. And today's J1Q comes from Richard Hillwig, who asks, Do you think it's safe to say that Ben plays better without practice? Look at him this past week, and then last year against the Bengals after being placed on the COVID list. Uh, You can also say the same about another performance earlier in the year where he wasn't able to practice until late. You know, I know this. I know that Ben himself makes the point repeatedly, and not just in the regular season, but even in training camp settings, how his arm feels better and fresher and stronger when he's not using it during the week. Why he says it, I don't know. I can't imagine that it's because he's lazy and doesn't want to practice. You don't achieve anywhere close to the status that he has while having even one lazy bone in your body. I also know that when he has said it, and when we as reporters have brought it up with Mike Tomlin, it will invariably get shot down like with an elephant bazooka. It's not interesting, the response, meaning there's not any room for misinterpretation that the head coach wants his quarterback practicing. In fairness, Ben practices Thursday and Friday. He practices two days a week. He gets Wednesdays off. Uh, He has for a long time now. He's not alone, not on the team, not in the league. This is standard procedure for a, a veteran aging quarterback. So... I could very easily see both sides of this, Richard. I could see where if you're Ben and your arm is feeling better, or even if you just think it's feeling better, even if that's just mental, and you take the field on Sunday, you go out there for warm-ups, and your first couple tosses are like, whoa, look at me. (laughs) You know what I mean? That comes with value in and of itself. I also could see, however, the head coach's stance on this, which is, hang on a second, I'm already giving you one practice off. We only do three of these every week. What are you suggesting that we do here while the entire rest of the offense is gearing up to play this weekend's game. Would you like to just be available for the Saturday walkthrough? Would you like to just go through the motions on place, but without actually putting the ball in the air? What is it that you see as an alternative here? 
at which point I'm sure that the conversation would boomerang right back to the default, which is, okay, yeah, I get it. And that's the end of it. Look, you got to practice. You got to practice. Don't be fooled by a couple of results uh, that represent the ultimate small sample size over the course of an 18-year NFL career, never mind all quarterbacks everywhere practicing. You do still have to prepare for your opponent. You have to run plays. You have to go through plays. You have to execute them so that once you get to that weekend, when they're called in the huddle, you're not operating off just whatever your imagination told you that play might look like. You're operating off muscle memory. One other thing that I want to add on this subject, it didn't get as much attention as it should have, I thought. This was last year when Randy Feitner was the coordinator, and Coach Randy on his own brought up that the wide receivers were going through a really nasty spell of drops. Remember that? Especially Deontay Johnson. And it was Coach Randy who suggested publicly, no less, that one possible reason for that was they weren't seeing enough of the ball coming from Ben during the week as they needed to. I, When I heard him say that, I thought this was going to be like, you know, the biggest fuss in the nation, meaning the Steelers Nation, capital N. And it, it really didn't kick up much, which uh, it doesn't make sense to me, considering that everything about Ben ends up getting usually blown out of proportion in the other direction. But n- nothing came of that either. You know, they weren't about to throw Ben into more practices to have him work Wednesday. So... This is, it means something, Richard, and yet it doesn't. As you can see, there's nowhere to go with it. You know, there's there's not a solution. There's not a compromise to be had. You got to practice. You got to practice. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And like I said earlier, I'm heading out to Cincinnati, and we'll do another one of these Monday morning, bright and early. And we will be, by the way, discussing... A Pittsburgh victory.